Alright, welcome to episode 89. Yeah, that's right, 89 episodes of the RC After Hours podcast. I am your host, Andre Russo, and today's guest is Sam from Hangar RC, who we've not had on. I'm going to say it's been a year, buddy, and I'm really sorry. Um, Yeah, I've had a few comments saying, where's the podcast? What's going on? As I said in the last episode, I think um, it's just been the year. Uh, Oh, and thanks, Brian, for the update. The sound and video are good, which is good to know. I know last time my the settings were all weird and everything so uh yes 21 is trying to be 2020 and it's just nothing is working out quite right so doing what i can flying when i can podcasting when i can doing videos when i can it sounds like you know the story of everything so sam and i have been dying to get back together and have a good conversation a good chat and everything and this is how it worked out and it's some random <laughs> sunday i think sam your video might be garbling up so we may have, may have to turn off the video yeah, feed working we'll, on that yeah we'll watch we'll watch that and keep an eye on it. the main ob- obviously the main goal is the audio and everything so ah so there we go sam how have you been and the op- the the uh, the whole purpose of this podcast is basically to catch up on hangar rc talk about what's going on talk about some of the stuff you've seen going on in the hobby and everything you know, bench flying, all that other stuff, and have some fun. And um, I will hint those Patreon, you you lucky Patreon guys and gals and everything who support the podcast. Again, I'm sorry it happens, but we're going to be doing a draw later on. And we'll do it during the podcast, so t- stay tuned if you're a Patreon. Log in afterwards. There'll be details. Someone is me taking home or getting uh, sent to them by mail a uh, Texan. Sam, you got that bad boy in your hands? Yes. Yes. Wow. He's got it somewhere. See, I'm, I'm ad living here. I'm throwing stuff at him. There it is. Look, look. It's got the RC After Hours logo. That's upside down, I think, buddy. <laughs> there we go. Yes, Sam was very nice and put a logo on the uh, on the thing. All right, Sam. Talk me through it. What has been going on in 2021 as a manufacturer of RC aircrafts? Oh, wow. It's 2020 and 2021 have absolutely been 100% insane. Like, the highs, the lows, just with everything that's going on in the world with the pandemic, it's been, it's been a, a, a nightmare. <laughs> but we've had a lot of fun. There's a lot of things we've got planned. Um, you'll have to excuse me. I'm trying to shut down all my streaming stuff, so it, it will stream better. But... Um, yeah, it's just been crazy. There's, I mean, we've had supply chain issues. We've had, um, I don't know. It's, we've had, you know, people, manufacturing issues. We've had, it's, it's shit. And it's all culmination because of the pandemic. And it's all be mostly, I would say be because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I just turned off my camera to you. So that might stay, save us a little bit bandwidth here. Uh, <laughs> So as as a well, I guess a young, semi-young manufacturer. Um, for our listeners, can you describe like some of the some of the supplies and everything that you use, uh, and and how that was? Like, what do you use? Where it's from? And and talk us through that, and just so we the audience who are listening uh, get an idea of what what those are, what the logistics are behind that. 
Right. And, and it is. So the first supplier that we use that's, that's kind of crazy comes out of China. All our, our power kits are um, from China. Um, I wish I could say they were made in the United States, but the way things are in the hobby, a lot of stuff is outsourced. Um, I'm proud to say our actual uh, kits, the actual kits that you guys are getting um, are made in the United States. But, you know, so it's from China. We have to wait for it. You know, we're at the mercy of their shipping. We're at the mercy of, you know, time it takes to come across the pond. Um, and so, and some of our, our, our distributors and our manufacturers in China were, are, you know, back, they're still backlogged. And with the second wave of, of COVID uh, trying to, or coming through, it's, it, it can be crazy. It's, it's insane. And so it takes time for us to get our product in, uh, at least our, our power kits. Now, all our, um, all our, uh, actual foam board kits are made here in the United States. And um, obviously we source our, our Adams ready board. Um, there was a time where we had a hard time getting um, push rods, which was, is kind of a weird thing not to have in stock. Uh, um, but the good news is, is a lot of our parts for our airplanes, including the laser cuts and are 3d printed and or not the laser cuts, but a lot of our parts are 3D printed for the laser cut, for the uh, foam board kits, and we manufacture those in house. We have a small army of 3D printers, and so the good news that supply chain wasn't interrupted. Um, there was a, a while there for during the height of the pandemic where you couldn't. It was hard to find foam board. I'm not sure if you guys experienced that or not, but yeah. our supply chains were, were were out, and. I'm sure that had to do with the pandemic with nobody working and everybody shut down and manufacturing facilities shut down and, and everything. So I think, um, I think we're over the hump. In fact, I just got a shipment from our manufacturer in China for ESCs yesterday. And they came like, it was like, it was literally less than a week, which is unheard of from China. So I was really happy about that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I hope with the second round of COVID, I hope we're, our supply chains aren't, aren't, um, interrupted. The thing that really messed us up is on the, on the wasp, our wasp, it was right when COVID hit, right when it came to the States or right when it came to Utah and it was, you know, it was, it, our manufacturing facility instantly shut down. And so we had everything hyped up for the wasp and it was good to go. And everything was looking like it was going to be an awesome airframe and it still is an awesome airframe, but and then the pandemic kicked and we couldn't even get kits in. Like it was impossible. That was when we were outsourcing our kits. And so um, obviously since then we've brought the manufacturing in house and we haven't had that, that problem where we haven't been able to at least build kits. Um, electronics are at the mercy of China. So it's a little bit different story. Anyway. So, yeah. So that's kind of where our manufacturing is at. But the good news is I don't foresee it happening again. It may happen with the suppliers that we have no control over, like China, but um, I, I knock on wood that it, that doesn't happen. So during this time, I mean, obviously a lot of us are focusing on doing everything we can just to to you know live a good life and 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 yeah, try and enjoy the hobby here and there. Were you taking advantage of opportunities to design things, or was the power uh, the supply issues really impacting that? Even the R and D in the background as you're looking at new creations and so forth. I will, I, I say we haven't stopped designing stuff. Um, we've, we have actually had since, uh, our, um, in, since March of night of, uh, 19, 
we have actually had uh, a lot of airframes in our back pocket. Um, here at the hangar, we run a relatively small team to get your kits manufactured, um, packing, shipping, um, marketing, and, and all and everything. So it's kind of a small team. So that's where our we're at the mercy of is is how many how much can we do with our small team now. Don't get me wrong, I have a wonderful team of designers and shout out to all of them. Um, you guys know who you are. They're amazing. They've developed some amazing airframes. And we have probably, I would probably say 10 or so in our back pocket. It's just a matter of getting them out to our beta team, getting the beta builders to build them, and then um, and then getting them back in and getting them finalized and you know and released. I'll be honest, and this gives you a little bit behind the scenes, the worst part about the whole process is um, filming the build video and getting <laughs> that put together. It's, oh, and you know, Andre, you do videos yeah. on YouTube as well. It is, oh, it, it takes a grundle of time. It's just, it's amazing how much time it takes. And where I do um, professional videos, uh, it, it, it just, it just takes time. I mean, that's why like feature film movies take you know years to produce because yeah. it just takes time and those are the hardest things for us is that's that's the weakest link is is getting those those videos filmed and getting them them released and um but other than that i mean we've got a lot of airframes planned um i wish you could see the video right now uh we've got one in the background here if you haven't noticed we'll we'll just leave it at that we won't tell much about it but it's coming we've got lots planned they're coming i promise um you just have to, you know, it's just one of those things where we're a smaller company. And so you just have to be patient. It's just a, it's just the way it is when, when you have a small team. Yeah. Well, okay. And, and a question then, when you come up, when you, when you envision a, a new design, whether it's something like the, uh, um, I'm drawing a blank, the Texan, uh, or, or something fresh and new and interesting, similar to the seven or something, What's your lead time? Like, how long do you feel like you put in to build an aircraft and say, okay, this is, you know, repeatable, like I can send these plans out and someone can build it and everything? Well, that that really, uh, it, it varies from airframe to airframe. It varies. It depends on the complexity of the airframe. Obviously, the Texan is a little bit more in-depth build than, say, like the Vulture. Um, it really depends, and it depends on how fast – um, our wonderful beta team, and are, they're amazing as well. And if you know, we don't we don't say we try to say okay, if you can try to build it within say let's say three weeks or whatever it is, give them a little bit of time because they have lives too. They you know life life happens. You know that as well as I do. Um, and it just it you know it it really depends on, on numerous factors, and you can't really you can kind of predict it, but you know. Um, you may come up to something in the, in the beta, the beta team may discover that you're, that you're like, Oh, now we have to go back to the drawing board or we have to revise this or revise that. So it, it really does. And I'm giving you a lot of information into the, into the manufacturing side of things and, and how things run here, which some people may be bored to death of, but some people may find interesting. But so there's a lot of variables there and we try to get them, you know, within, I would say from time of inception to remarket, I try to make it within two or three months, but it doesn't always happen. Obviously, we've been in business for a little bit over, well, almost two years now, and yeah. um, and we've only had four or five airframes. But it ju that's just what that's the that's the process. It just takes time, 
And um, we're what we're doing right now is we have a major push for the winter build season. So I'm I'm ramping up trying to yep. get a bunch of airframes ready for the winter build season so that we can re- release a bunch of airframes this winter and then next spring have everybody be flying them. So what are you we're working about? on that. You don't fly in the winter? We can. <laughs> oh, I fly in the winter. But you know as well as I do, it's really hard to go out when it's uh, minus 20 outside. <laughs> Oh, no, no, Although, no. I don't know. I don't know how cold it gets where you're at. I know it's cold. It is cold. You know what? I actually enjoy flying into the fall and the winter because the, the parks, unless I'm driving out to the flying field, um, uh, you know, like like the, the actual club, uh, I enjoy the parks because I can just get out and go and everything. So I'll be out. I'll be out. But like you said, you got to spray down those, those those airplanes then. Otherwise, you're, you're going to be doing impact to the, uh, the, yes. the covers. Um are you yes. are you seeing are you starting to see uh, a little bit more or uh, you know a little a lot more interest in in your products and everything uh, you know over the course of the last two years as as you slowly generate interest? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of um, buzz out there right now about about us. Um, uh, I think with you know. Of course, it, it, there's a little bit of ebb and flow, right? During the summer, you know, um, been a little bit slower because everybody's been out flying, and, and you know, it's 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 just the natural. It you see that in the market, but um, I think there's a lot of chatter on the on the on social media and you know and other groups and whatnot out there about about us. And I think we're like I said, we're the little little fish in a big pond, but I think we're making waves, and I think we're going to continue to make waves. Um, albeit slow, but I said from the first, we've, you know, tried to do slow calculated, um, moves so that we can be around here in, you know, 15, 20 years. And so, yes, we are small, but there is a bunch of, bunch of stuff out there that's going on and a bunch of people are talking about us. And I think it's awesome. And I, I even have, there's people outside of the industry that are talking about us as well. I've, uh, kind of a little spoiler. I've got some, uh, um, another podcast that's not even related to RC that wants to have us on. So kind cool. of a kind of a interesting dynamic there, um, how they found us and how we found them, and you know the partnership that ensued and and whatnot. So I think, I think I think yeah, there's a lot of talk out there, and I think we're 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 moving forward strong. We really are. Good, good, and it, it's um, it's nice. To, like we've had some pretty awesome conversations about you and how how you're building up your operation and and just taking it incremental and i guess it's got to be about sustainability it's got to be about you know um having fun as well producing a product and uh producing a product that that's good affordable and enjoyable and that that's hard right now i'm thinking like and you know off off air you and i teed off just talking about you know some of the thoughts and we're both, we both express concern about where and what, um, you know, what the COVID effect has had on the industry as whole. We're talking electronics, we're talking right. supply, we're talking overall costs. And so I think in the next year, and it, it's, you know, and I saw it when I was looking at other models and other planes, and you can just see those incremental prices and talking with the industry, I think we're going to see a shift. Yes, you'll always have 
those high-end models and there will always be a price. And I think you're going to see a lot of people go, okay, maybe I was buying three or four. And we saw this years ago too when, when, when things were just getting more expensive. All right, let's bring that back and let's bring that back. And it could right. come back to where like people are legitimately saying, well, I guess I'm going to buy that one big purchase ticket item aircraft and then the ability to, you know, get back into the, the it's, I love calling it the roots. I really do love calling it this grassroots building because this is how I got into the hobby. And and just, you know, especially for someone who's starting. And, and I get sad when I see that and you start going, okay, basic radio, the charger, the batteries. And it's getting really hard to start off with, I'm finding. Like just, just finding places where you can, one, get stuff that's accessible, affordable without going too far because – I think about like if, if I was a parent and my kid was like, can I try this? And you're kind of like, you know, used to be that, okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's go pick up a battery and all this stuff. And all of a sudden it's like, well, are you trying it? Or are you actually seriously interested? Because the investment that, 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 that financial line, right. I think has moved to the right a little further. So the seriousness of it. So it's, I think it's really critical. Uh, and the stuff that you're and starting to produce and some of the stuff you've told me about uh, will be key in a, if people are interested in foam boards and the plans and all this stuff and just the idea and the community, you know, there's, there's a fantastic community right. out there right now, but I do really, I really am concerned about, you know, and plus we have a generation, a younger generation who, who are more obsessed with their, their, their online fund than actually getting out and doing stuff. And, it's a really fun hobby right. still. Even though with everything that's going on, it is still a fantastic hobby that really, really likes to, uh, to you know, <laughs> it needs attention. I'm just looking over some of the questions right. here, actually, that are coming towards you. Um, Hamilton Hanger asks, the Wasp looks cool. It is a phenomenal aircraft. I've got one sitting behind me. I haven't given it nearly enough flying time this year. Uh, this is something Sam sent me and I build. And I'm, there's some videos and, and we've discussed it in previous podcasts. So check it out. Really fun yes. um, advanced flyer in my it's a, it's you this is one of the ones where if you've got the power and the gear and the batteries, you can have a riot with this thing. And I've I've just I've just started tickling its potential. So I'm gonna be trying to get it out later on. It is on my things to look I need to repair a few things. <laughs> I was telling Sam the other day, I'm in the basement, and uh, the, the, the wasp was hung up, and I hear a thunk. And it took me about a half an hour to find out. <laughs> and I guess with all the humidity and the heat and everything in the basement, the motor had detached from the back of the pod, and the, yep. the air flame had dropped. Yep. But, I mean, it's such an impressive aircraft. It did nothing to it. So I'll get that thing back out. And I'm looking at some of the other questions. Um, Hut Hut asks, are you ever going to go into anything giant? Ooh. <laughs> Giant, huh? Giant size. What, what, I guess. Board. I, I guess what classifies as as the the monster foam board that Flight Test produced. I I'm not gonna say no, but like we were talking earlier, Andre. It, it's we're we want to be. We want to maintain that. You know, my mantra about this whole thing has been easy to build, easy to fly. Yes, sir. Now. Um, now, what, what qualifies as easy? What qualifies as easy build? You know, it, it that that varies on depends on how big you how what your skill level is. But I've always wanted to maintain that that feeling that got me into the hobby that I can actually do this. When I built my very first airframe, when I built 
the flight test tiny trainer. Both me and my wife were like, there is no way in the seventh layer that this is ever going to fly. And we maintained that. And even when the first time I put it up, I, I crashed and burned and I was stupid and I launched it in my front yard, which I never should have done because I live in a subdivision where there's lots of houses and, and whatnot. But I thought, oh, I can just put it up and put it right back down. You know, uh -uh. This was the rookie, mis the rookie mistakes that you make. But yeah. it's <laughs> I, foam board. I, it is foam board. And that's the beauty of foam board is it's so forgiving and it crashes. You're not, even if you buy a kit, you're not out a ton of money. I mean, we, I have a, a molded foam that came from a, a manufacturer here, an airplane sitting here that I am nervous as heck to fly because I paid a bunch of money for it and it sits there. So I always want to have that, that easy to build, easy to fly, um, you know, and not necessarily entry level because, you know, you have to grow with you, with your, your fan base and, and that's fine. But I really want to make it approachable. And I think monster builds are hella cool, <laughs> but yeah. I don't, they can, they can, and they, they're awesome in the sky, but I don't think that, I think it can be intimidating, especially if you sell it as like a kit and someone buys the kit and then they have a, a bad experience, then you've just, you may or may not have ruined the hobby for, yeah. for yep. that individual. You need to ship um, so it. You need I, to, I, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, there, there's a ton of, a ton of logistics there um, that go into that. So I'm not saying we won't, but I'll be honest. I really, really, really like the, you know, 40 to 60 inch wingspan, something that, you know, two sheets of foam board, if you will. Yeah. That's kind of, I, I really enjoy that. And, and a lot of our subscriber base, a lot of our, our, our customers, our clients are, are in that same arena fits in the trunk of the car well yes yes and i'm not saying the wasp does because it is pretty big but, but you're right <laughs> the, the wasp the wasp kind of is the big one yeah it is big it is big it is a it is a bigger airframe but when we were developing that um the designer of it um rick down in down in texas he he released it and to me and i went and started building i'm like Oh, this thing's got to be bigger. It just felt like it had to be bigger. So yes, I will. I will go where the aircraft go, or where um, the dynamics they of it, yep. need to be. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to isolate any individual, right? And so, and especially where we want them, we want the beginners. So that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. So actually, that that ties in really well because Hamilton Hanger on the on our uh, YouTube uh, chat is asked asked me what I built so far. I have only built the Wasp. I have a Texan that's going to eventually be sent to me, and probably the Seven. And those, if you step through the lineup right now, yes, they only have four aircraft in their lineup. But if you're looking for your beginner, your intermediate, your secondary, and then your more advanced, it I would say it's like Vulture Seven. Texan and then the wasp is, you know, and, and that's, that's based on power, power systems, batteries, yep. you know, what do you got yep. lying around? And I, I guess that's the wonderful part yep. about the scratch, uh, you know, these built, these foam board planes and, and early days for me. And I said this in previous podcasts, I learned so much about flying. I learned there was no, 
I mean, I had the basics. I knew how to fly. I started off really small, and I started building foam board aircraft and just having a hoot. Okay, these ESCs, these batteries, these props, these motors, couple servos. Let's go. And I really, right. I really. And that's, that's the beauty of the of foam board. It really yeah. is. Oh, this is it. Because I, I, I botched a couple models, but I learned. I learned a lot of dynamics, and I've had some really harebrained schemed ideas in the last couple of years and every once in a while i've been off i've kind of made i've fully been off the rail because i've been trying other things and really trying to get back and enjoy my hobby and it's slowly coming but i've got foam board and i've got my knives and i've got my hot glue gun and every once in a while i'll sketch out a thing and i'll put it together and i'll be like hey it flew why because you understand cg a little better and these are like excellent aircraft to have fun with and it's we've had conversations where and uh, I learned a lot of lessons in, in my early days because it would be like, well, the CG is here. I'm like, well, your foam board is different than mine. And even when you sent me the uh, the Wasp, even though I have Adam's foam board, it's different. And, oh, we got to account for that when you do your balance and your loads. And, okay, so the airplane's going to behave a little different. We, You know, and everybody flies a little differently, too. <laughs> some, yeah, some and people, there's, there's always variables. I mean, you may use... Uh, a lot more glue than I use yeah. or vice versa, yeah. you know, yeah. so there's always going to be variables. Once again, the beauty of foam board is that it's very approachable. Pretty much anything you put in the air, as long as it meets the basic four, you know, of aerodynamics and drag and lift and gravity. And as long as it meets those four basic fundamental things, it'll pretty much fly, but there's always going to be variables. Yeah, and uh, you know things get wet sometimes too. <laughs> it's foam board. It gets yes, they the do. moisture. Yes, they do. The moisture and everything. Uh, I remember one year that I did that. Uh, I did that pink bomber thing, and I took that to to Ohio, and it didn't come home because I picked it up after it had sucked in all that moisture because I didn't protect it. Like you spray it down with some camp dry and you're done, right? You're, you're gold. But I didn't yeah. take that step. And I was like, Oh, this poor airplane. But you know what? It was foam boards, scrap it and come back to it later on. Um, and that takes That's away beauty. a lot of stress. I, I, I hear a lot of people talk about the anxiety of flying and I'm, I'm right there when it, when I'm flying a jet, but that gets easier and easier. But the foam board, I, I, I maintain. It's just a way to start off, and, and it's so easy to source. And or, and or, if you have that foam plane, that, you know, and, and something happens to it, you've got all the components. And I think that's where this, this idea is really golden. I, I can take all those components. I can throw them into another airframe that's made out of foam board. Boom, I have another airplane. And that, I think, gets overlooked a lot right. these days for whatever reason. So right, and that's and like I said, if it weren't for foam board, I would never have been able to get in the hobby. I just wouldn't have. There's yeah. there's no ifs ands or buts about it. Yeah, and 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 I once I discovered that it was I, I remember that the the Eureka moment. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> I can I can go to the dollar store and I can pick up whatever material, and everybody has their 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 preferred building materials. There's multiple different styles of foam board sheets, and they go at it and. Some of my, like I said, some of my creations were, were, were interesting. You know, I think I have a twin cargo plane thing for whatever reason. I really enjoy those. You need a twin right. in your fleet, dude. <laughs> uh, and, and some of the weird FPV uh, ships and I weird wings. I won't say that we're not working on it. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Actually, and that'll kind of segue into to some of the other stuff. Like, you know, I know we touched on it lately, but what do you think is next? When do you think you'll be over that, that, 
you know, that curb and, and what do you want to do next? Uh, what don't I want to do next? Um, that's the better question. I know I, I, I want to do it all. I obviously, but you've, you've got to follow what, what the demand is and what people are interested in and, and to, to an extent, right. Um, and a lot of it depends on what, and I hate to bring the business side of things in, but it, it, it has to support itself, right. It has to be able to, um, be worth it essentially. And so that will depend on, you know, how much support we get. Um, and once again, shout out to all of our, our YouTube subscribers, a shout out to all of our, um, the people who have purchased the kit from us. Um, our beta team, our designers, you, people like you who support us, who, who do what they can for us. It means the world to me and it means the world to everybody here who is, is on our team. Um, one thing we're trying to do this year, and we've actually, in video coming soon, uh, we've reached our 500 subscriber mark on our YouTube. And I know compared to some of the bigger channels, that doesn't seem like a lot, but every one of those subscribers to me means a lot. Yep. And um, what we're doing is if this year, if we reach a thousand subscribers, we're going to give away a vulture. And then on top of that, if we reach that thousand subscriber mark, I would love to give away um, an additional airframe as well. So I love doing those types of things. But once again, it all depends on, you know, as we can do them. That's what, that's what I want to do. Um, I've got a really good, uh, program starting with a uh um with actually dan Sponholes, believe it or not that we're taking one of his designed airframes and all the revenue that we get from that airframe will be given back to the community whether it is donating to clubs whether that's donating to um educational facilities such as local schools or even um, non-local schools of veterans we're going to have a program where people can apply to, for those funds. And once we get so much money in the pot, if you will, we will, um, we will go out and donate those funds to the, the local, whatever, or not even the local, the whatever, whoever's applied for those funds across the United States. Um, we've, uh, uh, we've actually started doing some of that, even though the airframe's not even released yet. Um, for example, we had at one of our local flying clubs here in Northern Utah, they just had an all-electric event uh, yesterday, and we donated a couple airframes for them to use in a raffle to help improve their 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 club. And so that's things that we want. Those are things I want to do. Things we we want to do here at the hangar. And but once again, it's all going to depend on how much support we get from everybody else. Um, mm. We love doing those things. We love going out to schools. We were just up at our local here, our Air Force Museum up on our Air Force base here in Utah um, the past couple weeks doing some filming. And we just love that, you know, giving back to the community, making it so other people can get into the hobby and making it approachable. And so that's what, those are the things we want to do. Um, and with everybody's support out there, we can make that, we can make that possible. That is awesome to hear. That is nice. That is, yeah. Yeah. I'm behind you guys. Yeah. Um, when you're out. So you're, shameless plug, go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, and totally. you'll be able to get a win a vulture potentially. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Put that in there. Actually, all the links to are in the uh, podcast show notes as well. So you'll be able to see all of the various airframes. Okay. 
So when you're out talking to the community, do you get like, you know, do you get a lot of requests as far as, hey, you should build this, hey, you should build that? And, and is there a, is there an overwhelming popular model airframe, warbird, whatever that, that you keep being bugged about? Um, yeah, I get requests all the time and people say, well, this would be an awesome airframe. And, and we definitely do our market research. We have to put things out there. Sometimes our beta, our uh, designer team will design something and I'll say, yeah, we'll look at it and we'll, we'll put it out there and we share it with specific people. We should, you, you being one of those people who we share things with, um, and get their feedback. And if they're just, we have to kind of say, okay, probably we'll keep it in our back pocket, but probably not you know, not now. Um, and so, yes, we wanted, we want to do that market research. Uh, and we listen, we try to listen to our, our, our fan base and our subscribership and, and people who purchase. If you have a suggestion for us, reach out to us and say, Hey, we would love to see, you know, X, Y, and Z. And if we have enough subscribers that or enough uh, fan base that's want the demands there. Oh yeah. I'm not opposed to, you know, challenging our design team to, to do something right um and so yes as far as airframes go you want believe it or not during the pandemic and i don't know if i had to do anything with the the anniversary of the red baron um um but that a biplane was actually one of our biggest requests um during the pandemic yes and specifically a world war one bike gee i wonder why right <laughs> very cool uh, is, it, is it an objective uh, for your lineup that you have unique aircraft too as well like unique to your hangar differentiating you from the from the various other suppliers who, who are in the foam board industry I like sorry that's my dog um, I like the uniqueness I like unique airframes um, that's one of the reasons why I really like the 7 it was unique. It's not something that a lot of people were, especially making out of foam. There's other um, sevens or RV8s out there that you can buy pre-manufactured kits or ready to flies and whatnot. But I don't think it was a, um, it was something that, had, that I had never seen done in foam board. And that's why I really gravitated towards it. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there's, there's, I like the uniqueness, but that doesn't mean I'm not opposed to building, um, for example, a Skysurfer type of airframe um, or, you know, a, a, a simple stick type of airframe or a, a, a stick type of airframe, um, ultra stick or whatever, because the demand's there, right? And so there is, you know, with, with the other guys, there's going to be some overlap and you have to, you know, you have to take that into consideration, obviously, but I'm not opposed to it. I do like the unique airframes. That's kind of where I'm at. And that's one reason why I like the Texan. But, um, and the seven included, but there's, it's not anything that's, you know, that I'm going to say, oh, this is all we're going to do. I'm willing to look at all options. Mm -hmm. and, and just reminding, reminding a listener. So one, what's the seven look like? And then talk about the skins. Okay. So seven is, uh, if you've got it pulled up right there, it's the middle aircraft aircraft on, on, uh, your screen. If you're watching on YouTube. It's a modeled after a Vans RV7. It is uh, actually, I posted in a couple of the Vans RV7s groups and, and the company actually uh, recognized it and, 
kind of a long story about how we got to the our green our main design of one of the skins but it was kind of a cool story one of the I, I was looking around doing some research online and i saw an airplane that had that skin design it's that green one right there and i absolutely loved it. i'm like holy cow that is awesome so i designed it after that airframe i posted it to these vans rv7 groups on facebook and one of somebody reached out to me and said hey is that did you build that airframe and i said yeah it's one of ours and kind of got talking to him and he posted a picture in my chat of his airframe that I found online, a picture of, and I, I asked him, I said, please, please tell me that that's your airframe or your aircraft. And he said, he said, yes. And I'm like, okay, that is amazing. If I send you a kit, will you take a picture with the full thing? It's on our Instagram. Go look at it. It's really cool. Um, and then he said, if I ever mount to, out to Utah, which he comes out here quite a bit, if I ever fly my plane out there, I'm definitely going to um, come take you for a ride. And I'm like, that'd be amazing. Anyway. So yes, the seven is probably our, and to this day it is still our most popular airframe. Um, it's an amazing airframe. It really it flies really good. It, it, um, is, it's not quite a 3d plane. I'm calling it more of a sport plane. Um, but it, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a blast. You need to build one, Andre. <laughs> okay. Um, and then <laughs> easy, easy done, right? Mm. Maybe we'll ship you one up. Uh, um, so yeah, the seven is, is probably our most popular, um, about the skins, our skins. And interestingly enough, we started off and we did a ton of research before we started off about paper, about coverings, about laminating foam board and how to do it. And, you know, and there's some, there's some guys out there that are doing it or were doing it at the time. And so we did all this research on paper quality and paper type. We wanted something that held the ink well and was a good, a good, um, uh, the ink would, would hold to it. And we came up with this specific paper we use. And it's, it's kind of a heavier weight paper, which is a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because it actually does make the foam a little bit more rigid, a little bit stronger, as you testify with your wasp. Um, <laughs> it makes it hold up a little bit better. Yeah. But the problem with it is, is it, it adds weight. And so you have to compensate for that weight, whether you have to add a little bit more nose weight or whatnot. But within the, during the pandemic, we found another skin. And this is the first time we've actually made this public, but we are, and we've been testing it. We've been sending it out to people who have, we've reached out to people who have ordered kits and said, do you want this other skin or do you want the, the original skin? And we're going to be releasing two different skins for our airframes. We're going to be releasing uh, with our current skin, which we're gonna be calling the HD skin or the heavy duty skin. And we're going to be releasing uh, LW skin or a lightweight skin, which is about the same weight as the paper that comes on the phone. Um, and so it is, a, it doesn't print quite as nice, but it's lighter weight. And it is a little, in my opinion, it's a little bit harder to work with because it's not as rigid. So you, when you go to lay things down, it's a little bit more floppy, but I'm telling you what, it really makes a difference in the weight of the air, airframe. It doesn't make the foam board as strong. It's just like the original paper, but it really makes, it really, it really does. Uh, the people who have done it have actually, have used it, have actually enjoyed it. So there you go. Look for it coming soon. The lightweight skin and the heavy duty skin. And I'm just flipping through is the, for the video. It's I'm just flipping through. You don't just have one color. You have a multiple color, multiple skin options, multiple themes. Like in with the, uh, the Texan, 
you've got the Marines. Uh, what else is there? The U.S. Air Force, the RCAF. Thank you, sir. And even, you know, when you approach me on the WASP, you're like, what would look cool on the WASP? And the WASP basically looks like a F-18. And I'm like, Canada 150, dude. It was an amazing color scheme for that year. And it's just red, silver, or red and gray with the maple leaf burst on the top and everything. And yes, it is a daunting task when you first start learning how to put the stuff on and it's all timing and you're trying not to get the glue in your hands. But after a while, it's like, oh, yeah, just done part, done part, done part. And you just get into a really awesome rhythm. And the Sam is right. The parts pick up a little bit of mass, but they also start really becoming, you know, a, a really well put together piece especially the double-sided when you have two pieces so like the fins on the back of the wasp are just they're rigid uh you know and they can take a hit as i can testify as my poor wasp was taking a few hits a few bumps and everything but you know a little bit of glue a little bit of tape and poof you're off right uh so it's um Back in there, right? Well, it's a different building experience. I mean, you know, after a couple of years of doing kits and everything, or foam board and everything, it's a really new, new kind of way to do it. And your airplane looks stunning. I've painted it, I've done tape, but this really is. And, and then, if you really want to protect it, you get some uh, poly, poly spray, whatever, polyacrylic. Poly- and yeah. uh and you protect acrylic, yeah. yeah and it's a water-based or whatever and you protect your airframe and then you know you don't have to worry about you know the paper getting saturated with water and everything so yes yeah yes. It, it is cool and that's the that's part of the uniqueness i wanted i wanted two people to go online and buy our kits or buy skins because we just sell skins for those of you who don't know um another shameless plug <laughs> um but I wanted two people to be able to buy our kits and take them out to the field and not go, oh, well, which one's mine in the sky? Yeah. You know, and so I really wanted people to be able to do that. And so we tested that out on our first airframe with the Vulture, you can order three skins. Okay. Um, and then we went to the Wasp or we went to the Seven and we realized with our process, because we're still small, this is one of the benefits of being a smaller company because of our process and because of the way, because how small we are, we are able to customize each kit. Meaning when a kit order comes in and that we try to do it within uh, two to three days, sometimes it takes us a little bit longer, but um, when a kit order comes in, we just don't have a hundred kits sitting, you know, shelved, you know, for storage space. We manufacture that kit as the orders come in, which is really cool because that allows us to not only, um, not only personalize that kit and make it the best we can, but it allows us to customize that kit. So we're able to do multiple colors of skins, um, with the seven, I don't even know how many skins we have with the seven. We have quite a few. You can pick a different color. So you and your buddy don't have the same, uh, color seven. And as long as the design doesn't change, it's relatively easy to change those colors. For example, if someone really wanted a RCAF uh, wasp, right, but they wanted it in, I don't know, purple, we can do it in purple relatively easy, easy, right? And so that's the beauty of it. Now, we went out on a limb with the Texan, and we have 21 skins for the Texan, which is amazing because... 
yeah. you could be out there with a whole fleet of Texans and they'd all be different, right? And you'd be able to tell which one's yours. And so it, it's, it's cool because we're able to do that. Um, uh, and so our process allows that. Now, if we start making, you know, 100,000 kits a year, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. But as of right now, that's the beauty of someone who orders from us. They get that individuality. They get that customizable you know, that feature, you can go in and pit a, a Marines Texan versus a Navy Texan versus a, uh, a Canadian uh, RCAF Texan, which we did, which is on the website, just FYI. Um, so that's the beauty. Harvard. That's what we love is, is we love, you know, t- yes, the Harvard, sorry, not the Texan. I apologize. My apologies, sir. <laughs> um, we love the customization. We love the uniqueness. And we love for people to be able to do that. And that's why we offer multiple skins so that you and your buddy can have the same airframe, but not have the same airframe when you're on the field. Yeah. And, and, you know, Sam's even been really awesome to, uh, drop the podcast logo on a few aircraft here and there. And I guess that's something you can do too, if you want a special request. And, and like he said, um, okay. You can order a skin, so you get a high-quality printed skin. And if you're on a budget, well, you can also download the free PDFs. And that's another awesome little feature of the company as well. Which I will proudly announce, and I know there's a lot in the community right now, and I get why, you know, it's beyond call spade to spade, flight tests are doing what they're doing. But as of right now, we're small enough, once again, that our plans are always going to be free. Um I, I can't predict 30 years down the road, but <laughs> as of right now, I 100% always want our plans to be free. That's kind of the way the foam board community was, was founded, if you will, and that's the way I want it to be. So, um, and I know, I know why Flight Test is doing it, and I'm, I'm, I, don't doubt that, I don't blame them for doing it whatsoever because that is, that's hard. But our plans will always be free, and we're, we're the little guys where nobody knows about us, if you will compared to flight tests, we will always, we will always hundred percent have our, our, our plans being free. Yeah. And just for anybody listening who doesn't understand what we're talking about, you can go in and, or, and download two styles. So, um, and, and when you're doing foam board building, <laughs> it's, you sometimes spend more time, you know, putting the plans together so you can download what they call a tiled sheet. So, if an airplane uses, you know, three or four pieces of foam board, which are 20 inches by 30 inches, well, you take your letter size paper, and there's little hash marks uh, that, that align it. You cut all that, you tape it, you put it all together. And this is why this boat, this hobby is fantastic in the winter, especially if you have a really horrible winter, because you set it out on the mat, you put everything down, you cut out your stuff. It doesn't have to be precise, because you can really fudge it, right? And you can really fill in some barriers and right. gaps and everything that's a real cool thing it doesn't right. have to be it's not rocket science eh? right <laughs> it's foam board no. uh so no, there's no no some, no no there's gonna be some variances yes, and is. everything right and and the plane doesn't carry it will fly you just apply enough power right anything will fly with enough power <laughs> but it's, so it's cool like you take these plans and or you take the full size one you go down to your local uh print store and you can get a big giant thing printed off and you cut it all out and you you pre- i used to take my plans and like put tape over and preserve them especially if i went early on when i was crashing and doing rebuilds but now it's just like yeah yeah let's let's use the 30 or 40 sheets of paper especially if you're at work with a color laser printer <laughs> Shh, 
right? And then yeah. you tape that all together and you go. And you, it's a nice person. Yeah, I mean, I have a black and white here, and I can do it now pretty quick. But, you know, and it's all about design and everything. But it's nice in that, you know, if if you are in an ultimate yeah. super budget and you see a design that you like and – yeah, that's this. It's uh, it is spirit of the uh, of how the uh, the hobby is supposed to be. I feel. And there's hundreds of plans out there. I mean, mm-hmm. if you go to the flight test forums, if you go to RC groups, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of plans out there that people have designed and are just putting out there in the community. Yeah. So, if you're if you're worried about not getting some plans, just Google it, and you will find plans. There's lots of them out there. Um, and there's lots of trainers, there's lots of advanced planes. Um, there's lots of planes that people have done that you don't even know who they are and just go out there and look and they're, they're out there. Go to the flight test forums. They're there. Yep. And, or grab a, grab a notepad and some paper and whatever aircraft inspires and, and and do the math. Um, lift doesn't scale. So you have to fudge it, especially on the tails and stuff. But that's why I like that. That's, that's what I loved about taking two pieces of foam board and putting it together. I'm like, Hey, there's a 60 inch wing. Ta-da. And then you go from there. Right. Uh, (laughs) yeah, you just got to get the CG, right? That's all. And (laughs) you do. And it's amazing what will fly. (laughs) Um, Dan Sponholz just did, that yin and yang plane, the yes. plans for it. I can't remember whose plane it was. Um, Terry's. I can't remember. I wish I could remember who, who actually designed it. Yes. And I'm you're like, that thing will never fly. And it flies. And it flies great. Yeah. You know? So it's, there is, it will fly. Use your imagination. Learn some basic principles of flight. Look at other people's plans, such as flight tests or ours or whoever's. Learn how the wings are built. Learn how lift works go out and design your own plane yeah that's awesome and then share it with us well and, and it's funny because <laughs> you look at these designs and i've got a few and i i love the fact that that the majority of of, of these planes yeah we can do the over and under camber wings but you, the flat bottom wings it works just fine and you get some really docile nice flying aircraft right it doesn't have to be crazy complex and if you do goof up and i've got some stunning crash videos on my youtube videos stunning you know of of like you know if you do something really crazy and it's overbuilt put a spar in (laughs) and you know because otherwise you know your wings will do that it happens yeah yeah, and for spars, use uh, uh, use paint sticks. I mean, the supplies you can build an aircraft, and that's what really inspired me when I first got into the hobby. Yeah. You can build an aircraft really for things you find at your Dollar Tree, your local uh, um, like Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever your hardware store. Yeah, and you don't even have to go to your hobby store. Although I would recommend go supporting your local brick and mortar hobby store. Absolutely. But you can build stuff, build an airplane with parts you find in your garage, most likely, which yeah. is really, really cool. Oh yeah. When, when, when I first started, I was, I was racing. So the hobby was secondary. And when I started scratch building, it was like, okay, I got a, you know, little, little stick glue gun. All the glue sticks were, were from the, from the hobby store, all the parts, you know, all the foam board, all the, pop skill skewers everything everything i could build and source from the dollar store for maximum budget um you know it 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 was it made 
all the difference in getting going. And then obviously history shows went a little crazy, but you know, and, and, and yes, yes, it is possible. But that was the beauty of it. That's the beauty of foam board. And that's yeah. why I love it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, but you can go, I, I, I guess the, the, the biggest thing we're saying here is you can take this hobby from left to right as far as you want. It all depends on what you want. Out of it. How much time do you want to build? How much time do you want to be able on the bench? Do you want a quick build? Do you just want to get out flying, you know, and simplify and just get a kit and go? So it's, yeah, this hobby is, 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 is you make the hobby what you want it. There you go. Trying to summarize that, that idea. Right. <laughs> Sorry, that's my dog. Hey, you know what? I He's got a cat. I got a cat sitting at my feet. My cat's sitting at my feet, attacking me too. So you know, she's like, "Hey, why are you here, not outside? Okay, it's beautiful go. outside." Yes, and, <laughs> yes right. <laughs> but yeah, and that, and honestly, Andre, that's what I love about this hobby is there is something for everybody, and there's not just one way. Um to do it. Meaning if you like to fly helicopters, go fly helicopters. They're out there. If you like to fly quads, go fly quads. If you like to fly fixed wings and you want to get into turbines and, and, and the, you know, whatever, go ahead. If you just want to get up there and relax, there's planes out there for you. And that's why I want to continue that legacy. I want to continue getting people into this wonderful hobby because there really is something for everybody. Yeah. I, um, I, I expect, so yeah, like, like I'm looking at your fleet. Okay. There's got to be a twin eventually. What about FPV? Have you thought about any FPV aircraft, like a wing or something like that? I have been lately, wings have been on my mind. Um, we don't have one in development currently, although I would love to have one. I have just recently within the past year gotten into FPV. Oops. I, I wonder who I wonder who spurred I'm just that. Just learning huh? and <laughs> hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm blaming Andre. Um, hashtag blame Andre. Uh, I got myself a set of, of FPV headgear and, and just a cheap one, which is fine because I'm just starting out and I didn't want to go out and you know spend lots and lots and lots of money on, on FPV gear when I didn't even know if I liked it or not. But I started out with it on, on an airboat. A homeboard airboat because I nice. really wanted to figure out if I could actually do it. And yes, I can. And I'm super excited to start experiencing that in the air. I've only done it a couple times. But um, yes, FPV is amazing. Although, once again, rules are changing, with especially with the FAA. And I'm assuming Canada will fall in line relatively quickly. Mm. Um, yeah. The whole new, you know, have to have a spotter and line of sight makes it really hard for someone like you and me who usually flies alone to go out and do FPV. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, I fly a lot of sub two fifty quads these days or more and more. And so it's, you know, just as that buffer right. or, and or right. have a safety, actually, <laughs> um, speaking of FPV, I've got these two goodies sitting here and for anybody looking and listening, those are DJI Cadex air units and Vista units. So they'll be going into my fixed wing. I've got a really nice quad. I bought the goggles and the, and the, and the remote and everything, but definitely want to up the fixed wing nice. game because you know, uh, it's just, I like flying planes. I, you know, <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> uh, I'm just checking through the questions and all that. So yes, uh, on on the Hangar RC fleet, I'm eventually going to be getting my hands on the the possibly the seven and definitely the uh, the, the Harvard slash Texan or Texan slash Harvard, and we'll be flying my uh, my Wasp as I get back into the nice fall flying season and everything and having a good time with that and. All the other reviews, I still have to do all the other stuff that's sitting behind the bench. I have to go and fly some of the other stuff again and have a little bit of fun. But I'm looking forward to building again. And I've been such a slacker. Haven't flown any of my gas planes and just, yeah, getting through the summer and everything. And hopefully into the fall. What's that supposed to happen this year? (sighs) A lot of things. Like I, I, I look at everything that's gone on and everything's just, I've got jets, like, like, Everybody was like, are you going to get the new E-Flight, you know, Viper? And I'm like, it's really expensive. And I've got jets that I haven't flown. And again, it's one of those things that you just, the momentum changes, the timings change, and the desire to be stressed. That's the thing about jets, right? It's stress. Yes. So everything yes. will come it in is. time. You're right. You're right. And, and I say this about the podcast too. But people are like, where's yeah. the podcast? Where's the podcast? I'm like, it will come. When the energy and the desire and the and the and the interconnections go, I, I I've done a couple on my own and it's no fun. Actually, sorry, it works, but having a good positive conversation about about all this stuff is far more valuable to a listener versus me just rambling on. Not that I can't do it. Apparently, I can talk. <laughs> um, but I, I like to hear it, and, and we're going to continue to push, uh, trying to push into the hobby and sorry into the industry with uh, with various other other discussions about other models and everything so uh ooh, what else do you want to discuss my friend like what else is what else is on your mind for this hobby right now or is it just basically wait and see and, and overcome whatever the next hurdle is um well i'll be honest the faa has been on my mind a lot lately um what's it going to do when they you know all these new regulations that are coming out and now they have the new test you have to take, um, the trust test. Mm. But I am a Part 107 pilot, and mm-hmm. so I don't have to technically worry about that, but I want to just because then I have the option to fly as a hobbyist or as, as a business, although most of the stuff I do is, is a business. Um, so that's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, really upping our game uh, in the industry, meaning getting back into And like I said, we had summer kicked our butts. Uh, not only were we coming out, you know, starting to see COVID restrictions ease, but now we have the second variant coming up and are, are coming out and dealing with that. And then just, you know, here in Utah, and like we were talking before the show, um, we're in an epic drought. Like, we're in serious trouble with our water. And then my parents' hometown down in southern Utah got a 500-year flood. They got, like, they got two inches of rain in like less than a half hour or 45 minutes or something. It was insane. And so, and then between my kids' soccer games and, and got it, it just summer happened. And I didn't even get to get out and get camping this year, which is very unlike my family to not go camping and not to take the four-wheelers out and whatnot. But we, summer happened and I've rededicated myself now to, you know, doing more work with the hangar and getting things back up and going and like i said earlier we are working on a whole series of planes we're trying to bring them all up at once so we can release them fairly quickly for this uh winter build season um for those of you who like to build during the winter so stay tuned uh that's that's what's been on my mind i really need to get back out and fly i really haven't flown for for quite a while 
And part of that is because of just everything that's been going on from running the business to yeah. the summer, the whole summer thing. It, it, it's just been crazy. It, and part of it is desire. You know, I, I spend all day on the computer and I come home and I just don't want to do anything. I want to do something mindless, you know, like watch my favorite TV show. But uh, yeah, yeah. So it, I don't know. It, it really, really depends. I've been right there with you, man. I've had to actually force myself to go out. I did a review one day and I'm like, I'm going to do this at lunch. And I was like, that was, it was the ghost flight. And it was, oh, it was stressful. Uh, my, my heart rate was going because I was having fun. But it was <laughs> sure. like, okay, it's 10 minutes to the field. Set up the camera, shoot, talk coherently on camera about the flight, do the extra, do the intro and all this stuff, and then take off. And, uh, you know, and so it's, uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, I'm like, I'm not doing that again. I might go out for a quick little personal flight, but I'm not going to try and shoot an episode because I want to be able to make sure that whatever I'm shooting is good and excellent and fun and everything. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's that balance. And then yes, the local guys, my buddies, yeah, my good is. friends, are, they're all like, you know, where are you? I'm like, I'm sleeping in on Saturday morning. Thanks guys. It's been a long week. I want to sleep in. <laughs> terrible but and, and just been a busy week at work i want to sleep well and it's just um and i think i think a lot of people like our field we really noticed the uptick in people using the field because you know everybody's home so you know and just the change in tempo so as things go back to normal especially particularly right now in canada as things go back to normal it might start improving so um uh you know and we hopefully it does so do 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 Sorry, just removing comments from uh, annoying chatter. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's it, it. hopefully, okay, hopefully things, it can only get better, right? We can't go any further down. We've got to start going back up. We've got to start enjoying, having fun. And you had your dog, and now I've got my cat. Hello, world. Hello, mystery. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. No, hot, but and that's, I'll head. be honest, that's, that's another beauty of the hobby, Andre is because you can take those breaks if you need to. You can, you know, put your aircraft up on the shelf and, and keep it there and then pick it back up when you're ready. And um, it's kind of like riding a bike. You're, you're not going to forget how to fly. It may take you a few crashes to get back there. But um, another beauty thing about the hobby, another beauty thing about foam board builds is if you do crash it, you know, you're not out a, a, a ton of money. Um, you can rebuild it. You can go to the hobby store and repair it. Even the ones with, Even if you buy a kit from us, um, you can go down and you need to replace the part. You may not be able to replace the skin, but you can replace the, the part that you need. Yeah. Um, so that's the beauty of it. And that's kind of been our conversation is, is the beauty of, of, of that, of that part of the hobby. And, and that's, that's why I do it is because I can do it when I want to, and I can do it the way I want to. Yeah. It, it, the idea of the hobby isn't supposed to be stressful, you know, and it's supposed to be that, that yes. mental release. Yeah. Uh, Lee Davidson just asked, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I dealt with the spam. Um, was asking her, where would it go? What does everybody think of the you know 50 millimeter EDFs? I might look at a few. My local hobby store, Great Hobbies here in Ottawa, has a few. I may snag one. We'll see. I have to decide if I want to spend it. Are you looking at any EDFs, my friend? We have some planes. <laughs> what can I tell you, Andre? Uh, 
Yes, <laughs> is the, the I think yes is the simplest <laughs> way. I know I'm terrible, and I yeah yeah sorry. Um, no, no, we do have we uh, we have sourced some EDFs from our manufacturer in China, so that's what I'm going to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's funny. I think that's that that is probably the hardest thing is when you do design a kit is one finding the common parts finding parts that you know can be sourced that are close enough to what you're specking out so that people have that positive experience and i think uh i think the 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 edfs are like this voodoo issue because okay got a nice idea got a size got everything (laughs) but all of a sudden you can't replicate like a person can't replicate it. And we've had that conversations too, where you've said, well, you know, if you buy it from us and you're going to ship it from there and da, 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 right. Where it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's finding, finding common grounds, but particularly with EDFs because I think cost too. EDFs are expensive for what they are. They're ridiculously expensive. And so I am, and I know flight test is, is, you know, there's the, I guess it's flight test now or it's Ben, Ben Harbors, but, the BDF's a thing, and I really want to try those out. I haven't mm-hmm. done that yet. But EDFs are kind of this mystery to a lot of people yeah. because they're scared of them. And I, and I, want, I really want to make them more approachable, especially in the price category. Yeah. Um, like you talked earlier in the podcast, prices are going up and everything is getting more expensive. And I still want to maintain that, you know, where someone can get into it for relatively cheap. Yeah. Even if their kid says, I want to get into it, you know, they can, they can do that and then they make it approachable. So yeah. yes, EDS are kind of a, a, I don't know. They're, they're awesome. They're cool, but they're kind of the, the, the black sheep of the RC world. I think in my opinion, because, <laughs> because they are not a lot of people understand them. Not a lot of people yeah. know how they work and a lot, not a lot of people can, can afford them. Yeah. And, and, and things like, okay, um, you know, what battery and everything. So I guess actually, if you were able to say, okay, you're a wasp, you own a wasp or anything, the same batteries that you find your wasp will potentially work in whatever you build next, you know, but you've got to say, I'm committing to yep. X spec, and then I've got to make this X spec aircraft fly, fly well and everything too, where it's not just a complete handful. So yeah, it sounds like an awesome challenge. Wow. And you say that, that the, the other thing I like to do is common parts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most of our airframes fly off a very common 2212 1400 kV motor. Yeah. Minus the Wasp. And it flies <laughs> off a massive, you know, 3542 um, 1250 kV motor. Anyway, so the point is, I like, that's why I like that, uh, that 40 to 50 or 60 inch, excuse me, that 40 to 60 inch wingspan, because it allows you to fly off common parts. You know, you pick up a, a, a Wasp or sorry, you pick up a, a seven and you know, you wreck the seven, you go pick up or, or build a, a vulture. Guess what? The same power pack, yeah. same power kit is going to work in that. And, and it has its advantages. It has its disadvantages, but you get a completely different flight experience and you don't have to go spend a bunch more money on yeah. uh, new power kits. And if you do the, the components that we're using, because they're probably the most common motor that, 2212 1400 kV, a 30 amp ESC, and a 2200 3S, 3S battery. Yep. Those are a dime a dozen. Yep. Except and if everybody you live in Canada. Them. So that's, that's the other, except if you live in Canada and then it's twice as much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like, that's why I like the, 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 yeah. the common 
parts that you can keep coming. And I guess the, 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 the really nice thing about that, too, is the spec you're talking about, it's a good motor, it's a good ESC, you know, with what, 9-inch prop, 8-inch prop, depending on the, the application. You're yep. not overloading the battery, the ESC, or the motor. You're not overtaxing any of that. I have batteries that I used with right. you know, very similar specs that I bought back in 2013, 2014. You know, just simple Zippy Compacts, 35, 25C, 3S2200s. Right. They're older now. Yep. They're, they're definitely showing their age. But they're still a viable, safe battery too, right? Because they have not been overloaded and abused. And you know, set your timer. Set your timer, folks. That's that's all you need to remember. You know, otherwise, sure. you know, I used to fly. And Lee, De- Lee Davidson Singer just said about like the fifty millimeters. Sorry to cut you off. He yeah. said about the fifty. That's why he likes the fifty millimeters. I'll be honest. The fifty millimeters are probably the most affordable EDF out there. Yeah. Yeah. And some of these ones, like I said, the ones being specced out by uh, that I've seen were great hobbies and everything. Exactly that. They'll take a 3S. And I'm like, and this, there's some attractiveness to that because it's like, wow, you know, getting back to everything we're talking about where, you know, you're looking at an airframe, even if it's even if it's a store-bought airframe, but it's suddenly it's under $200 again. That is a huge attractive thing to look at again, yeah. you know, it's because it's like, okay, this is this is affordable. Rather than going buying a $600 airframe, I might get two or three, you know, but. And then it'll run on a good battery. So it's yeah. it, it's it's yeah. it's everything. It's it's a philosophy of what I've really been. I I am super been super fortunate in this hobby, and I've got some amazing aircraft. And I probably am not going to be getting rid of anything anytime soon. But at the same time, I'm also looking always looking at that. Where's the joy? Where is that absolute joy? Where's that sweet spot between tinkering, building, flying, and you know and really really pulling back on the acquisition bar because you can get sucked into that 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 vortex of just want 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 no no no. you can only fly so many planes at once and so i've been pulling myself back i've been selling stuff off as i've gone just just to fund other stuff and then my wife's got that that posty note that some of you have seen on social media for every new (laughs) airplane that comes in two or three must go away and I hate to say it, but because yeah, I'm not yeah, flying a lot, <laughs> the crash ratio is way down. So, yeah, maybe I need to do some burning, some crash and burning and say, oh, look, you got rode off. Oh, darn. <laughs> no, I like I like preserving my stuff. I like preserving no, my stuff. It. And I don't know about you, but I had some serious, seriously ratty foam board airplanes for the longest time. There was, I had a few. Oh, that original, that original, my original uh, FT racer was more glue than foam before I was done. But boy, did it fly good because it was so heavy. There are aircraft yeah. that my just My first last. Vulture. Yeah? It just, just recently crashed it the last time I was flying with my kids. My kids crashed it. Not a big deal. It kind of was bittersweet because it was my first Vulture. But it was probably more hot glue than it was for <laughs> foam board. <laughs> Ah, uh, Lee, I, 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 Lee must be retired. I'm hoping you're retired, but he just said I fly every day and post four videos a day now. Laugh out loud, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know what? I pushed. I, I really pushed on my YouTube channel, and I had some fun, but I pulled back because I wanted to just relax and enjoy the experience. I'm still producing content. Still, will do some more, but it's um. 
it's based on when I can do it and do it well. And uh, that's just every every once in a while I tweak. I'm satisfied with the YouTube equipment. We actually never did the how to do a really how I shoot stuff and everything in the field video, but. Um, I'm satisfied with all the gear I've got. I made some good pushes into the studio and everything. And then I think into the winter, you'll start seeing a little bit more regular content. Like you said, uh, um, you know, it just relaxing a little bit more. Everything seems to be getting a little brighter and better. So yeah. Wow. There we go, sir. I think we've, uh, we've jammed on pretty good. So Sam from the hangar RC, you'll see all the links to everything. We've had, we've answered a bunch of questions and everything from, uh, from uh, anybody who was online this afternoon. Uh, thank you. Um, for the Patreon people, stay tuned. We're going to be releasing some details because we're going to be giving away one of the hangar RC kits, the, uh, Texan with a little, this is the, 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 the giveaway one that's got the logo on it for the podcast. So someone will get very lucky. It is the, it's a combination. Eh? It's a, it's a, it's the gray with the yellow with the RC after hours podcast logo, which I'm so thrilled about. I really got to produce some stickers for the world too. I've been, I've been bad and not really paying enough attention to this. Harvard, by the way. Yes. Oh, it is the Harvard. Good. It's the Canadian Harvard. Ha ha ha. They are the Harvard version. So excellent. In the Harvard version, the Canadian that says RCAF on them. So that's it's only fitting, Andre. So yeah, of course. Blame Andre. Blame Canada. I've actually got. Uh, you can't see it. Hold on, my wife. My wife for her birthday got one of those vinyl cutters, and so she started producing T-shirts and everything for me. So this one's like adult mode off. Nice. Thank you very much. You know, that's the way life should be yes. these days, right? Nice. Okay. Um, I yes, guess I it should. should. Absolutely. I should. I should find my uh, my extra music and get that already. But hey, do you have any final parting comments before we wrap up this awesome podcast? Again, this is episode ninety, no eighty nine. I'm getting ahead of myself. Ninety is the next one. I have to do something 89. fun. Eighty nine, episode eighty nine, agent eighty nine. No, yeah, ninety nine. <laughs> getting my numbers wrong. Yeah, any any parting well, shots or thoughts? <laughs> I just want to. Like I said before, I want to thank people. I want to thank our supporters. I want to thank you, Andre. You've been an amazing contributor. You've been my you've been my sidekick. You every time I have a question, I you know we've had long, extensive chats online. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate what you're doing for the hobby. I appreciate anybody. Leave Davidson's hair. He contributes to our squadron page on Facebook constantly with his videos. Um, I I I appreciate the people who support us. I really do. My, my designers, I'm grateful to them, my beta builders, the beta team. There's so many people I have to be thankful for. And I just, the more, and I know this sounds, this sounds pathetic, but the more you guys support me and support Andre and support the people who are trying to move the hobby forward, the more we can give back, the more we can do for, for the hobby. And those are things that, that I really internalize and I really, really appreciate. And I want people to know that, um, that I appreciate their support for us for purchasing a kit more than they know. And it just allows us to give back and um, go over to our, once again, we're doing another giveaway. If you're not an RC after hours, uh, being what do you call them? Insider, uh, Patreon subscriber. There you go. Get on there. Do it now. <laughs> you'll get a chance to get the, 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 te- the Harvard just about said Texas and go over to our YouTube channel. Uh, youtube.com slash the hangar rc and you can if you subscribe to us you can have a chance to win a, a vulture you really can and potentially other airframes as well 
Very that's cool. That's all I got. Well put. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh again, it's been nice. Um yeah, I, I we're gonna keep trying to put together this podcast and keep pushing and everything. Um thanks for the ones who stuck around. Sorry to the ones who've said, Yeah, you know, you need to be doing more. But that it's it's as I said, it's life. Uh we're doing everything we can with this uh with this uh, fun hobby and everything. So I'm Andre. My guest today was Lee from the Hangar RC. It's been absolutely sorry, Lee, not Sam. Sam. Lee, Lee, maybe we got Lee on the show. Sam, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's been a long day. I've had a fun weekend, right? So I gotta go flying. Gotta really okay. get out flying. I get it. So, I get it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's the extra music. Thanks for everybody who's uh, tuned in and everything. Stay tuned for the next episode and those patrons. Tune in and find out what happens next. Thank you for everybody. Have an excellent time. Ciao.